0: How many know and love Don and Debbie
1: Lynn?
0: (laughs) 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 If if you don't love Don and Debbie, it's only because you don't know Don and Debbie. That's all there is to it. He came, they came, uh, was it three years, four years ago? And the first time they came to Heart of the City Church was at the Sound. And then, that's right. And God has united our hearts and uh, he's been on staff for quite a while now. He's our executive pastor. the guy, both of them are just an amazing couple. You can just put weight on them. They have counseled many, many married couples and they have in the, stayed up all night and, and labored and served. I mean they they're they're, they're, ama- they're elders in the house and Um, deacons, and they're, I I could just, you need to feel me that they are amazing people. They're the real deal. And um, the first time I met with Don, he talked to me, he said, J.O., I've visited Honduras. And uh, just so that everyone knows, I have told Tracy that they're church planting and where they're going. And, and Even just kind of interacting with him, that's about all he knows. And I met with him, and um, he told me, you know, we want to be missionaries. Well, Heart of the City Church is a, a strong local church, and we believe in planting churches. God is building something on the face of the earth. He's building one thing on earth. It's the church. And I love being part of what God's doing. So I said, Don, have you thought about planting a church in Honduras? He looks at me, he goes, that's, I think he told me, that's the element that we've missed. And so tonight, we wanted to take this time to have them come up. Would you just come on up and have a seat? I've asked Tracy. I've asked Clark. How many of you know Clark Menzi? And... I've asked my, my son, Seth, where, where are you at, Seth? There's Seth. All these have a, uh, a very, very prophetic touch on their life. I believe they, uh, if they're not prophets, then they're definitely moving in that direction. And I've asked them to come and stir up their gift. And, and I've asked Tracy, of course, to do the same thing. I asked Tracy to go f- first because um, he doesn't know them very well at all. And so, if he gets a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. But would you just right now extend your hands to this couple? And, and of course, if my wife, beautiful wife, Raideen, or Natalie has a word, absolutely. But let's just pray for them right now. Would you guys put your hands on them? Thank you, Father. Thank you,
2: Lord.
0: Father, we thank you for this precious couple. Oh, We say, send your word right now. Uden. A father, a word that they can live by, a word that they can wage war by when they're in Honduras. It's not going to always be peachy in Honduras. The number one murder capital of the world. We've been there with them. And so, Lord, we just pray open heavens over them right now. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. In Jesus' name creve him creve
3: him Hallelujah. Can we just for a moment just saturate them with the presence of the Lord? Just saturate them, Lord. Mm. Just come on, just saturate them, just release, just release that saturation.
4: Woo!
3: We release that saturation of God's glory, God's presence. As I already started praying for you, it really kind of took another heightened level this morning in prayer. I was praying for you. And, that, and it's interesting because the Lord, of course we know the name of this church is Heart of the City. But the Lord started to speak to me about giving you the heart for the city. And then he's going to give you the heart of the city. He's given you a heart for the city and he's going to give you the heart of the city. And the Lord says the, the the capital name will change of the city. And you'll see written in its in its in its stonework the heart. The heart, the heart. You'll start to see it all around the city. The heart, the heart, the heart. Even the very meaning of 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 the city will change. I see the name changing to heart. And I just release that, that power and that strength of God. As the Lord said, the heart of their city, their heart is like a, a door that has a lock on it, and God is making you the key master of that city. God is making you a key master. For the Lord has given you a vision for transformation of the city. And city transformation happens because of a church that is being planted in that city. And so God has given you big big uh, foundations. And the Lord says that this this is not an accident that you are you are being o- ordained and commissioned from a government facility here in this city right here in this fairgrounds. For I put on you the kingdom authority to go as a kingdom ambassador, to go under the governmental authority. And that as you stand and you walk in the midst of that territory, it will be well seen that you have not come on your own, but that there are those that are many with you. And the Lord shows me that he is going to cause the streets to be lined with protection, that there's angels up and down the streets that you walk on, and that everywhere you go, up and down the boulevard, wherever you are ministering on the streets and to the community and to to the government officials that God's going to give you relationship with, that there'll be an angel standing with you both, and there'll be an angel standing with those that come and connect with you. And you're going to find, I saw, I see the, the flights being booked back and forth and forth and back, and a bridge being built here between there and here. And I just see those that are moving back and forth, and I see the training of those that are moving back and forth, and I see the school of those that are moving back and forth, and I see I see the manifestation of God's glorious kingdom being released, and, and I see that, that there is going to be such education that takes place in the region that that school that is in your heart and that training that is in your heart to do is not going to just be for the educating of the mind, but the heart will be transformed. I'm going to educate the heart and they're going to know me from their innermost being, says the Lord. And I'm going to transform them from the inside. From the inside, I'm going to change them for I'm giving you the key to their heart. I'm giving you the key to their heart. I release on you this mandate and this authority. I thank you. Lord, I see the favor. I see the favor of God. I see like a dove, like a dove, the Holy Spirit just coming and descending on you and descending on those that he's sending, the team that he's raising up. Don't you be concerned about your team. There's a team that is, that is going to fly in, but there's a team that is there, they've been praying for you. 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 And all the places that you stepped out and the trips before, I see three or four times just walking through, God says, I've been setting seeds in the ground. And they've been praying and watering and watering and watering and watering those seeds. And now they're ready for the harvest. This is not going to be a time of only plowing. This is a time of reaping. Reaping, reaping, reaping what has been set, and what has been laid in that territory by your hands, but those that have gone before you. For you're going to reap the harvest of those that have already passed on, and they won't see it, but you're going to see the harvest of their labor. (laughs) And God says, get ready. There'll be moments that you hit your knees, and when you hit your knees, before you get up off your knees, the miracle would have already been wrought. Get ready for supernatural intervention of God hitting Honduras, that God is releasing on you this power to make things right. Uh, That's the Lord says, this is called my righteousness. I'm sending you under the mantle of my righteousness and you will go into a city to make things right. You'll make that which is wrong and you'll make it right. I see children just running and running and children, children just coming and children just gathering around, grabbing your legs and Papa, Mama, Papa, Mama. I see Papa, Mama, Papa, Mama. I see Papa, Mama, Papa, Mama. I see see children. I see children just running out and they're just saying, Papa, mama are here. Papa, mama are here. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been needing you. And those that have been without Papa, mama are now going to have Papa, mama. And I see them of every age now. I don't see them just as little children. But I see, I see those that would be, you would, you would, you would call them grandma and you call them grandpapa going, oh, Papa, mama's here. Papa's mom. Mama. Papa, mama's here. I see, the, I see the fruitfulness of God. I see a flood. I see a flood, oh, I see a bold flood. As the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord shall raise up a standard against it and you are that standard. You are that standard. You will lift high the banner of righteousness. You will see crime decrease because God has given you favor with government,
0: Amen. government. Amen.
3: I see government officials. I see them welcoming. I see them handing literally what they would consider the key. And you will own the city's heart. I thank you, Father. The capital, the capital will change. <laughs> the capital will change. Thank you, Lord. Uh, the
4: first thing that I heard was for Debbie. Uh, specifically for the trip that you are taking um, very soon to go and learn, uh, to learn Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt that the Lord, in the natural that you are going there to work on a second language, but Lord, the Lord is going to use this time to develop your prayer language. Mm. The Lord is going to use this time to give you a spiritual tongue in a different way than... Than he has before, even as you study a natural tongue, and that spiritual tongue. the The Bible says that the the, the, the tongues edify the self, but prophecy edifies the church. And that this 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 spiritual language that that God is going to stir up inside of you yeah. is not just for your own benefit. This is not just for stirring and stirring and stirring. When, when you when you cook something, you don't just stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, <laughs> stir it up, stir, it, and then put it back in the fridge. There is a purpose for the stirring yes. so that it can come to completion. Come on. And Debbie, I believe that as, as God continues to, to speak to you as, you, as you pray in your spiritual tongue oh, in this, during this time, as you are there studying Spanish, yeah. be ready for Him to tell you to do things that you don't usually like doing. <laughs> Be ready to tell him things that usually you cower from. Mm. Be, ready to, be ready for him to tell you to do things that in the past you say, Oh, that's my husband's gift. Oh. Wow. Wow. In a very real sense, you, got, you better get ready to step out of the boat because as soon as you step off that plane that's beautiful. in Honduras, God is going to do a new work in you in boldness like never before in your own right in your own right god has an anointing upon you debbie that is not just upon the lens that is upon you and as you stir up your as you stir up your spirit woman with your spiritual tongue (laughs) he's gonna move through you in a precious beautiful way get ready for him to speak through you get ready for him to move through you even with healing Mm. hallelujah let it be so for you as a couple few things quite a few things okay yeah. so first of all um i know that you guys have plans. you have kind of far out plans about okay so there's honduras and there's this and there's that and there's this and there's that and that's a part of your personality actually <laughs> but god says cast a big vision but don't cast too long vision mm. because there is a work to be done in the place you are going next that might take a little bit longer than you were planning because this is why this is why it might take a little bit longer than you guys were planning. i know you guys guys have super cool plans and there's going to be a time for all the things that god has spoken to you but but There is a time for it. There is a season for it. But you are stepping into a season that I believe that Acts, the book of Acts is going to be your handbook as you go down to Honduras because you are going to teach Honduras what the church is. Come on, come on. You are going to Honduras to teach them what the church is because in Honduras, systematically, the church has looked a lot more like a prostitute than a bride. Wow, wow. And God is sending you to Honduras to show them the bride that they are, that they don't have to keep living like a prostitute, that that was never the plan. He's send send, sending you in like Hosea to pull the church out of the miry clay, to pull the church out of the muck that they're in, and tell them, you are not a harlot. Come on. You are a spotless bride. Come on. And you will be purified cling to the book of acts as your handbook during this time because god is getting ready to show honduras the authentic church the church as it was supposed to be not just an organization not just an establishment not just a tradition not just something that their parents made them do not just something that makes them feel comfortable in the midst of chaos thank you But when you teach Honduras, well, the Holy Spirit through you teaches Honduras what the church is. There will be true peace and not just a need to cling to this this false peace that religion has brought there and legalism has brought there. And all kinds of nasty stuff that has happened inside the organization of the church there. Mm. That God is bringing the authentic church with your footsteps in Honduras. Come on. Beautiful. Take your time.
3: Beautiful. Take your time. Beautiful. Beautiful.
2: All I can say is wow. (laughs) I had three things I was going to share with Don and Debbie before I came today. Something God shared with me a few days ago. And he prayed almost exactly what I was going to speak to him today (laughs) in the prayer room. And I'm standing there (laughs) laughing. (laughs) I think God has a sense of humor So here we go The first word I got for you guys is God's going to put you on a potter's wheel Mm. And it's a good thing, it's not a bad thing We think, oh, God's going to do something to me I don't like But that's okay Because he's going to give you his fingerprints Alright, the master potter is going to shape you and conform you And I saw you as a cup, a drinking cup like a coffee cup all right, it's. it's <laughs> yeah, you're familiar with that, aren't you, bro? So you're like a coffee cup on the master's potter's wheel, and he's shaping you and forming you. And the first picture I saw was just a common uh, cup that was a uh, color of clay, kind of a gray colored clay. But then after a while, after the, the master was working on the cup, it began to form into a face. So there was a face on that cup, and it was the face of a man. But it wasn't a very distinct man. It was kind of any guy, any form of a a man. But then after the master continued to work on the cup, I saw the face of Jesus. And I wanted to prophesy over you that Jesus is putting you on the potter's wheel. And he's he's forming you and shaping you with his tender, gentle hands. We think sometimes God's going to slap us around on the potter's wheel because he wants to take something out on us. But no, actually, he's going to put his fingerprints on us. And that's what he's going to do you in the, do to you in this next season. I sense that for the next six months. He's going to put his fingerprints all over you guys. You've, you've sensed it in the past. And sure, God's done some things with you and used you. But I sense that God has a profound work in you he's going to do starting tonight. The fingerprints of God are going to be all over you. You're going to start smelling like something different. There's going to, be, going to be something different in your fiber. The way you think about yourselves, you're going to understand this God in heaven that rules the universe is living in me. Wow. He's going to begin to reveal who he is in you. And because of that, he's going to conform you into his image. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's going to conform you to the image of Christ. And the second thing he showed me was what you prayed in the prayer room is that he's going to do some fine tuning. Radio station, years ago, they had these old radios, and you had a big dial and a smaller dial. The big dial got the radio station in. It sounded pretty good, kind of somewhat, a little bit, sometimes. (laughs) But then there's the fine tuner, and you twist the fine tuner to get all that other stuff out of the way. The static disappears. Wow, I can really hear the music now. I can hear the DJ. Wow, he doesn't sound like the guy across the road. He sounds like some cool guy. So then you understand that there's some things that God is beginning to fine tune in your life. All right fine-tuning. It's its not a, a a whip on your back, but it's something God's going to fine-tune you. And the reason why he's fine-tuning you is that he's going to help you. I sense that as he fine-tunes you guys, you're going to be more perceptive to things in people's lives. He's going to allow you to have a spirit of discernment for things in people's lives. You're going to have wisdom and counsel that God's going to send along to you guys. You might have given a general counsel before, but now Holy Spirit's going to use that fine-tuning process in your life. Wow. So that must have been the Holy Ghost speaking so through me. So wow. <laughs> I just sense that in the next six months, you guys, you're going to get something, some really profound stuff that are going to really help people. Good. Because you guys are counselors. You guys you I guys love come. people so much. You guys are wonderful shepherds. I mean, my mm-hmm. goodness, we all know that. But God's going to help you in that shepherding avenue in the next six months. and The other thing I heard um, was something for the future. When you guys get down there, um, I felt the Lord said he's going to give you some Holy Spirit uh, strategic steps to take. You can't plan on it. You can't predict it. You can't plot it out. You can't put it in your day timer. But when you get there, he's going to say, okay, you pray and then you obey what he says to do. God, show us your strategic steps. And and I sense that this is one one step at a time. The Holy Spirit's going to say, go do this. And you go, okay, Lord, we go do that. You take the step, something happens. You take that step, and he says, do this, another step. Step by step, you're taking those Holy Spirit strategic steps You won't see much in the natural. I didn't sense there's a lot happening in the natural when you do those uh, strategic steps. But, however, I wanted to let you know that in the spirit, I heard explosions. Every step you take, there's an explosion. Bam! I take another step. Bam! I take another step. Bam! I take another step. Bam! Every step you take is going to produce multiplied more effectiveness in the spiritual realm. God is going to begin to tear down some things in the spiritual realm through your obedience. The obstructions that have been there for many years as you step out in obedience and hear what the spirit says, He is gonna break down doors and barriers that have kept many out for generations. <laughs> I will bless your obedience, says the Lord, and listen to the Spirit and do what he says. Like uh young Cho said, I pray and then I obey. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. And one last thing, I got a scripture verse to share with you guys and the word that goes with it, it's from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, to him that is able to do exceedingly above whatever you can ask or even think, he's able to do it according to the power that's within. And the word that goes with that is more. I'm going to step around this way, guys, because I need to speak to you face to face. God's going to give you great faith as you go down there. Meditate on that scripture verse. God wants you to pray for more. Not to pray more. Pray for more. When he gives you the more, say, God, give us more. Give us more souls. The Holy Spirit's telling you, I want to challenge you. You get some success, and that's a good thing. Never be satisfied with the success you see. Always say more, more, more. It's a four letter word and God doesn't mind hearing it. All right? It's a good word. You, <laughs> we saw some people healed, but Lord, we want to see more. More and more and more and more and more. Never be satisfied by what you got because God wants to give you more he is that God I want to speak that into your spirit when Don and Debbie are praying you begin to have those doubts well we're in a good place but I want to challenge you in your spirit God told me on this day at the fairgrounds, at the rally, this is your word. Never be satisfied with what you see and what you're walking in. Believe the God of heaven who will do exceedingly above and beyond anything you can ask or ever think. He will give you more.
5: Um, When I looked at you, when you sat down, Debbie, I uh, saw the sword of the Lord come down. (laughs) Not like a little one, (laughs) you know, but it's really big. And what was amazing was that it became your spine. Uh, (laughs) It became, um, (laughs) you know, people that don't have a spine. We have that saying in America. We have that in Holland, too. I'm from Holland. Um, But... um, You're a woman of the word. God says you're a woman of the word and your motto as you go will be everything is subject to change because it is and everything that is not can be made by the words that are coming out of my mouth and I see um, you know we're, we're not really any good to anybody unless we have the gift of the Lord. Amen. Of, of our own we don't have much to offer except you know a funny joke or something or a nice hug <laughs> maybe a sandwich but but by the spirit we are the gift of God and and the Lord wants you to see yourself that way. As you step off the airplane, or if you're driving, I don't know, um, see yourself as the gift of God coming in. Not because of who you were born in the natural, but because God decided you're the gift of God there. But But the Lord says that you are strong and you are capable, and you are well able. And I see the spirit of intercession coming on you like never before because you will discover that everything is subject to change. Everything is subject to change. When God created the world, he didn't say, whoa, look how dark and void and empty. But he said, let there be. And I hear those words coming out of your mouth every day. Let there be, let there be, let there be. And that, that spine that is the sword of the spirit Come is going to shoot out of your mouth. Come on. And everything will be subject to change. Now there's gifts that we can impart by the laying on of hands. And the Lord asked me to lay on you, if it's okay with your pastors, the gift of boldness. Come on. That is, I, I don't know you personally, you may be a very bold person, but, but there's a boldness that comes from the kingdom of God. <laughs> Uh, that and and the Lord is a funny, funny, funny God who who does things that are completely opposite of our personality. My husband and I both hid from the day of public speaking in school. We 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 both didn't show up, and me in Holland and him in Seattle. You know because it's not something that we naturally are inclined to do but when the gift of God comes Amen. it makes us and turns us from a Saul to a Paul. Amen. It transforms and so today I lay on you hands and I impart to you first of all the gift of boldness that comes from the most high one in Jesus name and I release that uh, discerning of spirits that would cause you to enter into um, intercession for change, intercession for creation, and even intercession for the destruction of the works of the enemy. I declare today you are strong and you are bold. You are strong and you are well able in Jesus' name.
6: There's been a lot said tonight, and, uh, but I'm just going to say one more thing. I think the w- work is so large, and so this is a little bit more of an extension. But Debbie, I wanted to read this to you out of Hosea 2, 14, and it says, Therefore, I am going to persuade her and lead her to the wilderness and speak tenderly to her heart. Beautiful. And there is a dimension of the beauty of the Lord mm. that he's going to show you about yourself about the way you see yourself. And it's going to be a ministry while you're there for the other women in Honduras. You have eyes to see exactly where they're at, exactly how they see themselves. And God is going to do, in these three months, He's taking you all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And He's going to persuade you of your beauty. And He's going to do a work in you. And then He's going to do a work through you. To the women of Honduras. And I just wanted to release one more other word over the two of you that wasn't mentioned, and that is there is an apostolic mantle coming. It is an acceleration, because usually that's a gift that you kind of build into, but there is an acceleration in the spirit of an apostolic anointing for the two of you. This hub that Tracy prophesied about with the school, I just see um, church planters coming in and yes. then going out, and yes. then you guys going to other nations and then bringing them in and training them and them going back out. And then, yeah, like the mom and dad going, you guys are going to go out and you're going to strengthen the churches and you're going to bring them back in and you're going to church plant. Yeah. And the other beautiful thing is that the Lord's going to use you powerfully with other missionaries in that area, really quick, they're going to hear there is a man and a woman in Honduras that can put us back together. Put our hearts back together. Put our spirits back together and our souls back together. And missionaries that had come off the field are going to get that vision again. Their spirits are going to rise up again. And they're going to go back into the field after having spent time with the two of you. And the ministry that you're going to have over their lives, Lord. So we just release this apostolic anointing over them, Father. We thank you that we're not only sending them to one country, but we're sending them to like a continent area, God, where you're just going to send people in and out. And Father, I thank you for supernatural virtue. I just feel like a new um, health is coming upon the two of you. Like you're just going to live supernaturally like Father, I even speak over Debbie's back right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you are supernaturally, I love what Natalie said. Yeah, amen. Father, we just um, apply that even to her very physical back, God, that that sword would come down, God, and supernaturally, you would heal her right now in the name of Jesus. And she would experience no pain, God. Supernatural health, God. Not even colds. Not even not even all those crazy things they told us about the last time we were there, like mosquitoes and deadly snakes no and virus. all of that, Father. We just thank you for supernatural yes. healing virtue over the two of them in Jesus' name.
3: Can I, can I say one more, yes. at least one more thing?
4: <laughs>
3: you know, it's beautiful, this, this, this whole thing. And I just felt like, you know, just the washing of your feet, that the Lord is just washing your feet. And I saw the multiple campuses. I'm so glad that you said the apostolic. We're sending you out with beautiful feet, the beautiful feet to preach the gospel and release. And Debbie, I just felt like what the Lord was was imparting to you was just amazing that I, I saw you dragging around the spirit of fear, just dragging, dragging around. And it has, it tried for years to capture you, but you are now anointed to drag that spirit of fear around in its dead corpse, Amen. in the dead corpse, you have complete authority over it, and as, as Pastor Aideen was sharing, just how you would look at people and see what they're struggling with, I just see you, I, I see that anointing, the architect, of the soul of people, and, and you're going to look at them, and you're going to see inside their heart, and just be an architect of their soul, and just really, and I just saw the architect builder on you for that apostolic, and so I just, we just agree right now, in Jesus' name, that you're going out with that. Authority walking in that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, and one last thought is the I know I have a lot of thoughts. Prophets. But, but the prophets, they always have something to say. But I just wanted, to, you know, it's, it, the, uh, my wife and, and Pastor Radine, as they were talking about this sword, the Lord had sent a sword to our church and dropped it one night. And we said, The sword of the Lord is being dropped in this room and he wants to heal backs. And a lady came up and she had for 15 years a broken tailbone. She couldn't, she drives the bus. And so she was always in agony, always in agony. And the Lord, and she asked the Lord the night before she came to our church, the doctors say, I have to live with this forever. What do you, what do I really? And the Lord said, I never told you that, right? And so she comes the next night, she gets touched by God. She falls out in the power of God, falls right on that tailbone. And I'm like, oh, just because I'm <laughs> like, oh, Lord.
2: <laughs>
3: and I see her rolling around on the floor, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> she goes to work the next day, gets stuck in a traffic jam for, for eight hours, has to sit on her bus, and she says, I had no pain at all, had no pain. The sword of the Lord came. And I don't know if you, if you knew that when you, when you remember that, when you said that, but that, that is, I believe that you have a new spine. Because the sword of the Lord is now your, your spine. Isn't that beautiful?
0: Oh, beautiful. We're, gonna, we're just going to close this time. We're going to pray over them. Uh, Neil and Diana, would you come up here? Neil's one of our, our uh, elders, and I'm just going to ask Neil to pray over them. I was washing my hands in there on Friday, and all of a sudden, I just broke out into a vision, and I saw you preaching at a crusade. Yeah. There was... There was an ocean of people. An ocean of people. So don't you shrink back from that. I think God's gonna open a door for you to step right into and you're gonna minister to the multitudes. Multitudes are gonna come to know Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you pray over them tonight, you guys? Just extend your hand to
1: them. I told you I'd bring up a box of Kleenex. I should (laughs) have. Father. You know what this couple has meant to us. So dear. What a brother and what a sister. Lord, we love them so much, but yet it's with excitement and expectation that we send them out from the heart of the city church in Corlane to the heart of the city church in Honduras. (laughs) Father, we we just ask that you would go with them with God's speed. Be with Debbie the next three months, Lord. Guide, direct her, and keep her safe. We just pray a, a shield of protection around her. And, Lord, while she's gone, we pray a shield of protection around Dawn. (laughs) Guide and direct him, Lord, and just let him know and let Debbie know that we have their backs. Lord, we love them. We don't want necessarily see them leave, but, Lord, we know it's your plan. Lord, and and we just pray that you would guide them and direct them and let them always know that they are loved in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho and they'll have so many more people in the world to get to know them and love them. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you for tonight. Thank you for the crowd that's here to witness this, Lord. It is so special. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Amen.
0: Would you just show them a little bit of love as as they step down? Yes. You know, at at these services, we'll have to use it at 9.09, but uh, we kind of just like, kind of forget about the time a little bit. So I'm super excited to officially introduce to you Tracy and Natalie Armstrong. You've already, how many of you were here last night? I don't know, Natalie, did you want to say anything tonight? We're just, tomorrow, okay, praise God. Hey, would you just welcome one of my best friends in the entire universe? Put your hands together for Pastor Tracy Armstrong tonight.
3: Amen, 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 amen. God is good. God is so good. He's so good. How many of you know God has a plan for all of us? Uh, so excited to be here, so glad that you came out tonight and, and you're here to to uh, to spend time with the Lord, the Lord Jesus. And what hasn't worship been just amazing. Wow, I was telling Lord Lord, if I wasn't called to plant Citadel churches, I would be right here. <laughs> I would totally be right up here and I'd be Jay will be my pastor, Pastor Raine be my pastor. I'm like, "Yeah. Listen, when we first met these, these year pastors, we met them in, Ida, in, in, in Boise, and we fell in love with them. We literally used those terms. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. No, I'm, I mean, it was like weird. It, it, was like, it was like strange. It was like, dude, I, gotta, I, I, you, I, I don't know if I should have a crush on, on a couple, but I'm crushing here. And it's kind of, I mean, it's godly and it's nothing odd, but I'm like, I think about you all the time. It's just, it was just odd. we fly down to California and then am like, I call and text. I'm like, I'm just thinking about you guys. What are you guys doing? No, you hang up. No, you hang up. It's just like. And I think the Lord's like, you guys can't work together because you guys just get way too deep into each other. You just are are like way too deep into that. And so praise the Lord we get to do that now. Amen. We just, and look at you guys. What a wonderful church. I see Moni over there. Moni, good to see you. You your powerful man of God. Power, we I've known her for years. She's been a part. She was a part of our church. She moved to Coeur d'Alene. I'm not very happy about that, but that's okay. <laughs> I want to pray for a couple of people before we get started. I have a word. I want to. I want to get you out of here by 8:30. I want to. I want to have you prepared for the morning. Cause I have what I believe is the word of the Lord for 2016. I want to share in both services in the morning, and so I want to make sure you get plenty of sleep so you can say Amen in the morning. <laughs> And you know, I know that there's a grumpy coffee joint somewhere, some other coffee places, so if you have trouble getting up, <laughs> there's, some, there's, some, there's some places to get some coffee around here, so do that on the way to church. Be happy, be ready to say amen, and cheer on the Lord. But I want to get you out of here, but there's, there's two things I want to pray for, and uh, if it, it, it's not limited to these things. We're going to pray. We're going to pray a prayer. I want to pray one mass prayer. Uh, I don't know if you know who, a gentleman by the name of T.L. Osborne. Uh, T.L., he prayed for me the last year of his life. He prayed for my wife and I released on us the anointing to pray for the sick. And so we've seen people healed not only one-on-one, but we've seen people healed in mass. So we pray, the Holy Spirit moves through the room and he just begins to heal without someone's hands being on you. It's a beautiful thing to watch. And so uh, I believe that he wants to do that. If you come for healing, you have pain in your body. I, I just want to see people tonight who have any level of pain in your body, that pain just begin to decrease. Last night, we were able to spend a lot of time on each individual, but again, we want to get you out of here tonight and uh, get you back here in the morning. So I want to pray. We're going to pray corporately. I want to pray for, for two specific things, but if you have anything you have need of, just agree with me and you will also receive whatever you have need of. Okay, that's the way the Lord works. The other person who prayed for me—they both were within a 12-month period of time. Uh, Oral Roberts prayed for me. How many of you know who that is? Or Roberts prayed for me. I was in his bedroom. Never been in his bedroom before. We, when we visited his house, we would always go into his—we uh, went into his um, his living room. But this day, it was a special call. He said, "Come over quickly." went over to his house, sat in his bedroom. He was reading his Bible with his blanket over him. He was reading his Bible. And uh, the next day he, I prayed for him. I gave him an offering. I mean, he prayed for me. I didn't pray for him. I prayed for a robbers. He got healed and he's living forever now. That's just it. <laughs> He prayed for me. And um, the next day he slipped, hit his head and went into a coma. And three days later, he woke up, said, I'm going home, everybody, and then went home. And that was the last person he prayed for. And, and since then, the level of miracles has again increased. And so I'm just believing that as we pray together, that the Holy Spirit is here. He has the biggest hands in the whole world. His hands can meet you right where you are. Uh, I woke up this morning as I was praying for the services tonight, and there was a crippling arthritis that God wants to heal. And then tonight in service, God wants to heal lung problems, lung issues, asthma, any, any kind of lung issues God wants to heal. And I, I've been seeing someone this week either getting out of a wheelchair or somehow um, crippled getting healed. And so whether they're here or whether they, you know them, when we pray, well, let's just believe and put our faith together Amen. that God just begins to move. And I believe anything crippling is going to be healed tonight. Amen? And then I want to share a short word, and then I'll, we're going to see the Holy Spirit do some more stuff. Amen? Amen? Now, this is how you receive by faith when we pray in Mass. You, you, If your shoulder's hurting, then put your hand on your shoulder. If it's a heart condition, if it's a back condition, if it's an immune system, whatever it is, put your hand on your heart. And then we even see God do financial miracles when we pray like this. Put your hand on your heart. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. One of the things the Lord spoke to me last year as he said, Tracy, if I, when I walk through the room, I'm the same Jesus that healed the person with that stretched out their hands. When Jesus starts to walk through the room, if, if we say that he is Lord, he has to do the same things he did in the Bible because he's never going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so would you just join with me for about five minutes? Stand on your feet. Let's just pray. And I want you to receive your healing uh, supernaturally. If you don't need healing, pray for someone that you know. Text people. We have people that get healed through text. It's quite a fun thing. Hey, someone's praying for your ears. Oh, they just opened. That's cool, right? That, that happens. Um, so if you, if you have any ish, anything on you, I, I just I want you to put your hands on that. Cancer, we're going to see cancers dissolve. We're just going to believe God right now. Amen? And I want you to posture by, I'm going to give you a couple of things to repeat and then you repeat those and then I want you just to start thanking the Lord. And then, and then I'll ask you to move at whatever, at some point to check that thing. So, Father, I thank you. Now, I release to the, the crowd here the gift of faith. I release it to them the faith to receive their miracle. I thank you that you're here and that you are a healer. I thank you, Lord, that you are a deliverer and that tonight, Your name is being exalted and proven, uh, not because, not that we have to prove your name, but you love to show that the name of Jesus is the highest name in the earth, above the earth, and beneath the earth. And we declare in the name of Jesus as we pray, the gift of faith to receive is being released and the gift of faith to heal is being released and the gift of healing is being released right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I take authority over every sickness. I take authority over every demonic spirit. I take authority over mental disease. I take authority over emotional disease, behavioral problems. I take authority over it in the name of Jesus. I take authority over problems in the bones, problems in the joints, problems in your immune system. I command your immune system to be healed. I just feel the virtue of God moving right there. I command sinuses to be healed, eye problems to be healed, ear problems to be healed. I declare it up and down the spine. Be healed in Jesus' name. We authority over arthritis, crippling arthritis. We command you to loose God's people and let them go. We command you to loose them and let them go. We command you to loose them and let them go. Lung problems, lung disease, we command you to be healed. We command uh, um, arthritis to be healed, but we command uh, asthma to be healed. We take authority over asthma and we speak, be healed in the name of Jesus. I command your breath to return to you, that you would have full motion, full breathing, full ability to breathe. I release the life of Jesus in you right now. And we just pull it in now just by thank you. Just begin to receive the virtue of healing all throughout this place. I release your virtue throughout this place. And we thank you. Just begin, just wherever your hand is, if it's your breathing, start to take deep breaths. If it's your back, begin to move your back. And what you're doing is you're looking to see what has changed. A hernia is being healed right now. I release that right now in the name of Jesus. If it's your shoulder, begin to move your shoulder. I know this is new for some of you to pray like this, but we're going to pray like this. We're going we're to just get a couple of testimonies, and we're going to see how God has moved. Uh, someone, you've been grinding your teeth. You have a TMJ, kind of a, a pain going on in your jaws. You'll notice that that has just left you, that is just released from you, that, that discomfort in the locking and the, just that, that clicking, whatever is happening in your jaws being released. We thank you that that ringing in the ears is going away right now, Lord. Ooh, I feel the presence of the Lord increasing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The headache is just gone. It just left you. Thank you that the headache is removed. Who had a headache in this place and it just left? That's you. Can I have a mic for a second? Just right behind you, Pastor. What happened? Yeah, you had a headache earlier?
6: Just just dull headache. It's come comes and go goes often. And you had it tonight?
3: Mm-hmm. And when did it go?
6: Right during the prayer,
3: just during the prayer, <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah, you feel good.
6: Yes, I feel great. I also have pinched nerves in my hips. And I'm not feeling it now. No, and it's not coming back.
3: And it, amen. I like that. Boom. And it's not coming back. I like you. You have bold. You have bold church. And now, who else has feel like the pain has left your body or is leaving your body? It could be in the process, even if it's just. It feels a little bit better. Like we said last night, if it's 1%, we can get the rest of it. Amen. Just give me one or two more testimonies, because I know that God's moving throughout this place. Amen. Someone else. What, what's happening here? Actually, my hips are like
6: always in pain, and right now, I can feel like heat going up my back
7: right
3: now. Your like, hips are usually always in pain. Yeah. And, and right now? Right now, and like I said, I can feel heat. Can you do a little hula? <laughs> <laughs>
6: and that feels good? Yeah, and I feel
7: Heat, so like
6: that.
3: You feel the heat? Yeah. The heat is a sign that the Holy Spirit is working. So if you feel any kind of heat, heat, tingling, anything like that, uh, it's very exciting. Circulation. Someone is having something happening in your circulation and you feel like a coolness going through you. Where, who are, where are you at? If you feel to, right. to the right, you feel, you feel that coolness going through you, tingling, circulation? Is that the person with their hand up? You, what do you, can, you, can you yell? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can pass the mic. Can we pass this mic? Hey, thank you guys for serving. Thank you for serving. Thank you. Thank you for serving. What's happening?
7: Um, I don't know. I just have tingling, and I don't know. If every, all my blood feels cold.
3: <laughs> wow. Did you have a circulation issue before? I
7: do, actually. Yeah. You I'm did? On, yeah, did you- I've had um, some medical issues with my blood. I'm on blood thinners,
3: And so the Lord just described what he was doing, the tingly and the cool blood. Isn't that wild? I think that's so cool. Well, your doctor's gonna have good report for you. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout. You guys you guys are all hired. It's a free, free position. You get paid in heaven, but it's exciting. Um, what what else? Anyone else feel like God is touching your body? Hi mama, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. What's going Not on
7: right now? Uh, I have a real have had a real <laughs> problem with my back, and it's hot. It's hot. It's just hot. Any right of that pain? Now. Any
3: pain? <laughs> any discomfort? Any of the problem? Well, can I hold this cane for you for a second? <laughs> Let me see if I can use that.
7: Okay. Um, um, can you
3: walk without this?
7: Um, <laughs> I haven't been able to. Well, let's see what you got. Okay. uh, It's it's my leg is getting better, and it's from the back. Okay, from the back. See if you can just take like
3: three steps.
7: Okay, I'll walk toward jail.
3: (laughs) Is that normal? Can you normally do that? Uh, No. No. Okay. Well, we'll let you have that, but to, maybe tomorrow, maybe you'll walk so well you won't need it.
7: Right, right. It's hot.
3: Doesn't that feel good? It's, hot, it's like right. better it's hot. than, it's like better than massage therapy. Yes,
7: yes. Amen.
3: Isn't that great? Do you feel like you have a little bit more balance?
7: Mhm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, she's putting that cane down. I like that.
7: Yeah. <laughs> that- I'm going to be able to dance when we worship
3: now. You want to be able to dance? Yes. You know we have a worship revival going on in this church. Okay.
7: So tomorrow when we worship, I hope I will be able to dance. Well, good.
3: Do you do ballet or you just, no, if you want to just? All right. All right. Now, there you go. That's great. Can I have a hug? Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All throughout your body, your blood, everything, just being—I just feel like the blood.
7: (laughs) I just feel like that's amazing. He told me there was a time for my healing, and then he said, "This is the time." Amen.
3: (laughs) Amen. Is—is it three children or three grandchildren? I'm seeing three children or three grandchildren.
7: Uh, Well, we have several children and sixteen grandchildren and twenty-five great-grandchildren. Wow.
3: I see. I see three. Three. I see number three. That's associated with your children.
7: Oh, it's it's. <laughs> there are three granddaughters that I'm very close to.
3: Okay, what you what you your call your purpose is to pour into them. And as you pour into them, they will carry on the legacy of what God's called you to do. I see a spirit of intercession. I see a spirit of life that's being released upon them, and they will never, ever walk away from the Lord. They will walk with the Lord, and they will be strong, and they will be the key masters, to, the keys to connecting generational blessings. Blessings, blessings, blessings yes. that have been even held up in your family right. are going to move through them. And the favor of God is going to be upon them. But you, th- those are—that's your assignment in this season, just to pour and the pour and the pour into them because there's a spiritual legacy that you're going to pour into them, and they are hungry for that. Yeah.
7: I uh, homeschooled them for ten years, wow. graduated them, and taught them how to prophesy, <laughs> see visions, <laughs> do words of knowledge.
3: <laughs> that's amazing. So you, God's saying. You you're you're not done. You know nowhere no, near. I'm not But yet. <laughs> there is so much more. I mean, you have established a legacy through those three, yeah. and it's just not that the rest aren't. But there's an establishment of your legacy, and that your reward, the things that God has put on your heart, and He's going to keep filling you with vision. And it's going to seem like, how am I going to do all of this? Because you know where I'm at, Lord, and how. And, and the Lord is filling you with vision to feed the next generation, okay. that, that generation with that vision, and impart to them what they need to finish that, okay. the, the legacy of your family.
7: Now I have to corral them. <laughs> good, good.
3: Well, there's the anointing to do so. That's exciting. You look like you're moving around pretty good on there. Can we get.
7: Uh, oh! <laughs>
3: Oh, she's dancing, she's dancing, she's dancing! That is exciting. Okay, the Holy Spirit is still moving. Just because we're talking doesn't mean he's stopped moving. And you know, he'll move all the way home with you. He'll be in your house messing with you and pulling you and healing you and helping you and strengthening you. He'll do it all right there for you. Isn't that good? Now, is there someone with heart issues in your family? Some, some of your brothers have had heart things going on. They've passed away with heart issues. So let's stop, let's, let's stop all heart disease in your family. Awesome. Isn't that great? I, I'm just looking, and I, just, I look, the Lord just showed me the hearts are going to be healthy in your family. You. So, Lord, I just agree that no heart disease, no heart problems, their hearts are not going to fail in this family. We thank you that they're strong in Jesus' name. Thank you. Was there something, someone else, something else? What's going on, man? You got called out. <laughs> yeah, I did. I Praise the Lord. <laughs> He's like, I'm just standing here minding my own business. I'm getting called out. Mother in law. Praise the <laughs> Lord. She wants you to stay around a long time. Uh, psoriasis. 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 Okay. And did, did, was there also a heart problem that you were yelling about? Well, I had a heart problem, but I think the Lord has healed that. Oh, well, let's agree on that. I, I thank you for psoriasis being healed. I thank you that there's agreement that the heart issue is gone. And that there is no, oh, I, I see that that thing called stress. I just take that from you. We remove that from you. We thank you that you dwell and live in peace. Uh, no hypertension. We thank you for that. Amen. Yeah. Are we good? Let me see if there's if you feel. Yeah, I'm not going to take any more testimonies. I want to share a little bit. Is that all right? Um, and of course, email your testimonies to Heart of the City. That would be awesome. I love this guy, man. I think
0: I, I just love him, man. Do you know why I got excited when he started talking to, to Don at the presbytery and you kept saying heart of the city and heart of the city and heart of What's the name of your church in Honduras?
7: Heart of the City Church, Honduras. <laughs> How cool is that? That's awesome.
0: I know that's a little random, but... I
7: mean. No, it's, it's
3: fun. It's funny. Does anyone else feel, just by the show of your hand, anyone else feel that God's working on you? He's working on you as well? What's happening with you? My shoulders were in pain. It's all good? Hey, man, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. What happened with you? I, nothing. Oh.
6: (laughs) (laughs) But I was able, you um, said lung disease.
3: Yeah. And so you were getting
6: touched. That's for my kids.
3: That's for your children. My son. Your son. That was for my son. Is he here? He is. What's his name? Gregory. Father, we just thank you for Gregory's lungs. Tonight, you said you were taking care of lung issues, lung diseases. We thank you that Gregory is set free. Amen. And Lord, he will not have any challenges. He's going to be a sports guy, he's going to run, be full of energy. We thank you, Lord. I, I, I,
6: he's, he's up front and he's probably mortified but, <laughs> that's right. but I, when you said it I knew God was going to do it tonight I'm like tonight, it's tonight so I'm letting you know that it's tonight
3: alright Gregory, I'm going to come and mess with you how you doing buddy? come on, let's stretch our hands out to Gregory we yes. thank you Father complete Alleluia new lungs, new lungs, new lungs. We thank you for the virtue that is moving through him. We thank you for the health that's moving through him. Lord, you are making him the way you meant him to be with no issues. I thank you, Lord. I just, I, I just, I don't know, I saw a surfboard and stuff. And, and so I thank you, Lord, that he's just going to enjoy just surfing and I mean he is just going to enjoy it, and I just saw him even just having just just photos just photos on magazines and things, and so we just thank you, Lord, we thank you, father that that's who he is that, that's the Lord's showing me this because that's who you are, Gregory, and that 's what he 's making you, and that's and there's nothing going to hinder you now you 're going to feel the presence of God just come upon you uh, there he is. Ah, uh, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. As soon as I saw mom and dad, that's the first thing I saw. When I said sports, I saw, I saw him surfing. I don't know if he surfs or likes surfing, but I saw surfing happening. And I just saw him just like full like full of energy and strong and muscular and bold. That all of the limits of you being able to grow is all gone. And all the limits of you being able to, to do what you want to do is all gone. I don't know, we've never met. You look cool, but <laughs> i'm excited. Are you excited and, uh, yeah. all right i i just I just feel like there was um there was a lump or growth that disappeared tonight somewhere in the room i don't know if it was if a cancer or just something that was just irritating, but I want you to between tonight and tomorrow, just if you have something in your lymph nodes or uh, anything, just check, because I feel like God's just a God of dissolving stuff. Yes. I think he just takes stuff from us. How many of you believe that? Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. Okay, one more. One more, one more. I'm not, I promise I won't ask. I'm, well, I can't promise. How many of you feel like you're still being touched or healed? Let me see, just a show of hands. Okay, yeah, quite a number of people throughout here just receiving still. So if you see anyone that's lifted their hand or you heard these testimonies, if God can do it for them, he can do it for you. Keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep on hoping. Don't stop, don't stop believing just because we stop praying. Even as we preach, the Holy Spirit is going to release. Amen? So, can
0: yes, I ask Pastor. You yes. You said something about a heart last night. You talked about uh, a baby in a womb. And Mandy, right here, she is pregnant, and the, the baby's been diagnosed with a condition of the heart. Wow. And so, would you mind yeah. praying for Mandy? Mandy? Mandy Pleasure. Yeah. We met you, her. How,
3: how, how far along are you? I'm 24 weeks. 24 weeks. Okay, and, and do you, have a, you, have a, you know a name or anything? Ethan. Ethan, okay, we're gonna pray for Ethan. Yeah. Okay, how many of you wanna see a miracle with Ethan? Can, can I just share a testimony before we pray? There was, there was a time when we were in a service, and we, you know, we like to mess with cell phones in services to pray. So we said, let's do this. We've never done this before. Grab a big basket and call people up that need a miracle and put your cell phone in the basket, and we're all going to pray over the basket for this miracle. Well, one of the cell phones in there was associated to a mom who was carrying a baby that, hadn't, that had no more activity. Literally hadn't grown. Hadn't grown, yeah. It was too too small, like a couple months too small. Too small. And they, no they, had no heartbeat, and they felt like the baby was, was dead. We prayed. Um, the the heartbeat came back, and it grew like from like four months to like yeah, it, eight months or something like, like from, massive,
5: from, overnight. From when they wow. said it one day, they said it's only about five pounds. Uh, the next day they checked, the heartbeat was back, and the baby measured seven pounds. Wow.
3: So, so we believe in womb miracles. <laughs> so, Father, we thank you for... Oh, 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 I
5: want to share this. I really feel like this is going to help. When I was pregnant with Sophia, uh, the first ultrasound, because I'd almost lost her, so they weren't sure if she was alive, so they checked she was alive, but they said she only had two um, heart um, chambers. Two, they could only measure two heart valves. Uh, second, ultrasound, same thing. Third, ultrasound. And I said, Lord, I don't even think we're supposed to do ultrasounds, because you said in the Bible that we, you formed them in secret. So why are we getting into all your secrets? I'm just... I just know that by the time you're done forming this child, she's going to be normal. And then they did a fourth ultrasound, and all of her heart chambers were there. And so I, (laughs) amen. The fruit of our womb is blessed, and God is forming this child.
3: Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for Ethan. We thank you for Mandy. We thank you for Mandy and, and the whole family. We just release life we release perfect health to hearts. Lord, we thank you, Father, for her heart being strong as she carries Ethan, and for Ethan's heart to be perfect, to be perfect. We thank you, Lord. We speak to Ethan. We say, Ethan, your heart is perfect. You have everything you need. It's fully at the right size, perfect in every way. We thank you, Father. From this day forward, from the heart of the city, Ethan has a solid heart, and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus, perfect for him. Amen. Amen. You just, you're, just pull, you're just doing this. You just rubbed your head like this. What's your name? Eric. I see an entrepreneurial spirit on you. Can I pray, just release uh, this anointing for business and increase on you? I just release over Eric. Eric. This entrepreneurial anointing, I thank you for the faith and grace on him for increase. I thank you that you're giving him favor and that, Lord, there will be no doubts to his steps in front of him. He's going to step confidently into the call and the purpose that you have for him. We release a blessing on him. We thank you that the steps, the steps your steps are ordered by the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can we give the Lord a big clap and a shout? I, I want to I, I say that tomorrow night there's going to be, um, I think, a, a pretty radical anointing for, for tomorrow night. So you might want to get here, <laughs> as Pastor says, get here early. Okay, so Pastor J.O. started to mess with my, my sermon already. <laughs> Tonight I want to talk to you about louder. The sound, you know, sound is one thing. Once you, you get used to a sound, you can get used to a sound. How many of you know that? You can get used to sound, but the sound needs to get louder. The sound needs to get louder. This this event is called The Sound. It's your, your, an, your annual prophetic uh, or... I don't know. It's your time of meeting with God that brings everybody together. And God wants to, he wants the sound to get louder. Acts chapter two, verse one, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse two, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. That's what Pastor J.O. read earlier. A sound. Will you say that with me? A sound from heaven. Now this is beautiful because this was this, this sound did not originate in earth. The sound originated from heaven. Isn't that beautiful? The sound that came down into the room was a sound that had its origin outside of every, outside of this sphere. So it was not limited by what was happening in this, in this area, this arena, right? In this world. It did not come from this world, so it was not limited by this world. It came from heaven, so it was superior to everything that was in the earth. It's important that you catch that because this sound that came from heaven uh, was a a sound to change things. Look what it says, a sound that came from heaven, a sound as, will you say that as? Of a rushing mighty wind. Now this sound that came from heaven was was similar to a, a rushing mighty wind. The wind, wind. Have you heard the wind blowing? The wind blowing. I mean, it gets you going, especially up here in the northwest. It's like, ah, try to hide. What should I do, right? And you get wind going. This sound was coming, and it was a mighty sound. This word "sound" in the in the Greek is the word "echoes," which is the word we get um, "echo" from. Echo. God released an echo from heaven into the room. We make this, this day that we're reading about speaking in tongues. It, it, it happens, but what really happened is God said, I'm going to release an echo into the earth. This sound is going to be a sound of me, and I want it to be echoed in the earth. I want my sound echoed. You know what happens when, when a person gets healed? When we prophesy, Seth and, and what was your name, sir? Clark, you did an amazing job echoing God. Yes. You're echoing God. You are sounding God. What we would really call it is resounding God. Resounding, a resounding, a resounding, an echoing is taking place. And when, when you're having a sound like this sound, the sound of hope and the sound of joy and the sound of excitement, it must become an echo I, love, I want, you, want you to catch this because Ezekiel 43 says this, And behold, the glory of the Lord of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice, God's voice, was like a sound, the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. When God's voice comes, when God's sound comes, the earth shines with his glory. What happens to a person when, they, when you speak into a family and you say, God is going to do something amazing in your family, God's glory begins to shine because it's no longer your voice speaking, but it's God's voice being echoed. I love being God's echo. How many of you want to be God's echo? that you can go into any circumstance, doesn't matter what it is, but you have something to say about it because God has something to say about it. And, and you know what? We are God's echo on the earth. Now, now, this is beautiful because he says here, he says in, in back to, back to, for, uh, Acts chapter 2, he says, and the sound that came, the echo that came from heaven, that sound that came from heaven, it, was, it came in and it was like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house. Do you know what happens when you feel the presence of the Lord? How many feel the presence of the Lord here? When you feel the presence of the Lord, it, it's God's echo bouncing off of a wall. It's just ping-ponging around, and it's creating such activity. That word filled literally means to be to be to be crammed with that echo, to be crammed with that sound. How come you can walk into this room when the fair is going on and not feel this? You don't walk in and go, whew, You feel that? (laughs) You feel that? How come you can walk in a room where God is, where God's sound is, and all of a sudden, it changes what the room feels like. It changes what the room feels like. We had a, a Muslim gentleman come to our service, and he sat on the front row, about, actually about the second row. And he sat on the, the second row, and he was looking at us. And all of a sudden, he just starts crying. He's crying. Then the next you know, in the midst of the service, he gets up and he runs out. One of our students, our school ministry students, runs out after him, sits in the car with him, and explains to him what he was feeling, the presence. Because I grew up as a Muslim. My mother's a Muslim. There's no presence in Islam. Uh-oh. 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 I don't, uh uh-oh. We have... A God that when we say, I hear you, I know that you are here now. His sound fills every molecule of the room and causes the molecules to start to shake to where now you can feel air when you couldn't feel air before. You don't know that air is actually there until wind blows it. This sound came in, and it was like a rushing, mighty wind. It means it started to shake and vibrate, and I could feel the air that I couldn't feel before. What God does is he crams every molecule of this room so that you can know he's here now. That when you walked in, you you may not have felt the sound, but when he starts to... Speak, Even if you don't hear him, you know he's speaking because the air begins to move like the wind. And he says, I am here now. You'll be at home this weekend and you will pray for something. You'll worship and you'll do something. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will come in and that sound will fill every molecule. And something will be tingling on your body and you go, he's here now. And you didn't know that you were in the midst of a sound. What is God saying when there's wind going? Why? What is that rushing, mighty wind? What is that sound, that voice that is like a mighty rushing water? The voice. That means when he sees you in a circumstance, even though you're looking at the circumstance and you don't know what he's speaking, but you feel his presence, that means he's speaking to change the circumstance. I can know God speaking just by feeling his presence. Cuz what changes his presence what changes the atmosphere is his voice. I didn't hear anything. It's not about you hearing. Maybe sometimes you just need to feel to know that he's speaking. We're supposed to hear. But sometimes I know I get I get people and they they think, "Well, man, I never hear God, and they think God's not with them. But just because you didn't hear him doesn't mean he's not with you. And that you can feel him moving in a room, that's when you know, oh, you're speaking. Are you with me here? That you you have something to say about what I'm going through. You have something to say about what I'm dealing with. That's why I can feel you because you've spoken into this room. The first thing it says is they have spoken into the room, and when the that the sound came into the room, it, it filled the room. Then the next part it says in verse 3, and there appeared to them divided tongues. That means when he fills the room, he wants to also do something with your tongue. He's not here just filling the room so that you're now experiencing, but there is something that transforms. and happens in your tongue that it comes on you like fire, fire that comes upon each and every one of us. There is not one person in this room that the sound inside of you is insignificant. There is not one person in this room that says, well, if I don't sing, it won't matter. It will matter. It will matter. It matters when you don't speak. It matters when you don't sing. It matters when you don't declare. It matters when you leave that sound that has entered into your heart from God silent. Because it says he fills the room, and then it comes, divided tongues comes upon each one of them, and then they were all filled. He crams into a room to set you up so he can cram into you. The best response when he enters, enters the room and you feel it, is just go, oh. I don't mind it dancing on my head, can, but can you bring it a little bit lower? <laughs> Amen. That his desire is to fill you. Yeah. Come on. Because if he echoes once in a room, yeah. that echo stops. Mm. Come on. If he, res- wow. he sends his sound in a room and it only fills the room, that's great. But for it to be a living sound that continues and resounds and resounds and resounds, it must enter into you. This moment must enter into you you can't just say, oh, this was a great weekend. This was awesome. No, this moment must live inside of you. You must let this sound be in you. you. must let this echo stay in you, that God is a good God, that God is a God of hope, that God is a God of joy, that wherever you go, someone is sad, someone's complaining, someone's fearful, something's happening in their life. You don't just have to say, hey, you know, we have a meeting, but I want you to know that sound that you felt in this room has now made its way inside of you. And in your tongue, in that resound, that echo comes out again, and you can say, I know a God who heals the babies in the womb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Acts 10:40, Acts 10:34 says this, and Peter opened his mouth. That was something. And Peter opened his mouth. Isn't that amazing? That means whatever happens next wouldn't have happened if he didn't open his mouth. And Peter opened his mouth. And he begins to declare this Jesus that I have experienced a moment and I was in the room when he was, when the infilling was happening and I was in the room when all this happened. That's great. I can't stay in that moment. I've got to echo that moment right now so that you will begin to encounter what I've encountered. Mm. Do you know you can bring people into the encounter that you have with God, but it takes you opening your mouth. You've got to open your mouth twice. You ready? One when he's filling the room. And then and then when you go somewhere and you find someone in an environment that God is not filling, you be that sound that activates him in that room. Come on. You are now that sound that activates him in that room. you say, oh, you know what? God is so good. And immediately the room starts to get charged and bing bong, bing bong. And they start to say, I don't know why I feel this way. And they all of a sudden start to tell you all their heart issues and everything that's going on in their life. And you didn't know that you were such a good counselor because out of your mouth then comes more echo. Have you ever been there? You're standing just minding your own business, pumping your gas in the coldest weather you've ever been in. I'm going to Honduras. (laughs) And all of a sudden someone goes, hey, how are you? There is no echo in their sound. But the moment I respond, hi, how are you? Echo starts to capture them. The sound starts to arrest them. And they begin to encounter the same moment that I just encountered. What if I don't know what to say? Start by saying hi. Because that breath is in you and it can move on a hi. It can move on a how is your day. Right? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Peter opened his mouth and he begins to declare. One of the things he declares in 38 is just exactly how God worked with Jesus. And he, he operated with Jesus. Now, look, look, look what it says, it says that he's, he's proclaiming that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. That he's saying, the same experience that I had, that we had in that upper room where the Holy Spirit came in and came into us and came upon us. That is what Jesus went about doing good. He went around doing good because the Holy Spirit was on him, not just because he was Jesus. Mm. That he had the sound of heaven in him. (laughs) This is exciting to me doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, verse 44, let's look at that. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. There's an echo going on. It's wonderful when I receive, but it's beautiful when I open my mouth. And when you open your mouth and all of a sudden you start to speak and you can just watch the Holy Spirit come on somebody. I mean, they don't have to shake or anything, but you can, you can just, but that happens sometimes. I mean, I've been around people and they're just like, there was one lady, she came to the church and and this was her first time coming to the church. And uh, she came up and she wanted to talk to me after service. And that's fine. And so I just started and I just saw her family. And I just started talking to her about her family. I just was sharing with her what I saw. It wasn't and thus there, the Lord, hallelujah, thus there's the Lord Jesus. <laughs> praise the Lord God. Hallelujah. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, hey, you know, I, I just, you know, I just feel like God's ready to do something really amazing in your family. And just as I'm talking to her, she's just falling backwards <laughs> like this. And she's she's like this. Her husband sees her falling, he's like trying to pick her up. And as he's trying to pick her up, her her shirt's going all the way up and my wife's trying to pull her shirt down and he's pulling her up and down. And it was just like, she's just out. And all we're doing is having a conversation, but God said, I'm taking over this conversation. I am going to allow my sound to come through your normal words. And all of a sudden she's like, and he's, and her husband's going. I don't know what's wrong with her. I need to go and take her to bed. And I'm like, well, that's the Holy Spirit. Let her go. She's alone. It feels good. Leave me alone. Like, well, no, but he, he he's like, I'm gonna take her home. And the whole time, and we don't, we didn't know. I find out they come, they become a part of the church. And for for like two years. And two years later, we're at a little Bible study, and she opens up her mouth and she says, Yeah, that first night I came to church, I was just talking to him, and all of a sudden I fell out, and and then. My husband got all nervous and drugged me out and took me to the bar. <laughs> it was so much he couldn't handle all the, the sound that was coming from God. He's like, we got to go get drunk. They went and got- <laughs> Wow. got... Wow. 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 You don't know how people are going to manifest when you start to speak the love of God to them. When the love of God just comes out of your mouth, you don't have to be a thus saith the Lord. Your, your words are prophetic because you are filled with him. If you stay in the realms of hope, in the realms of joy, in the realms of encouraging people, you are a prophet. Oh, I love that. You just are a prophet. You fill people full of faith. You fill them full of hope and love. You are a prophet. You will prophesy their future. And without you even knowing, you're just trying to encourage someone. You have prophesied into their life. God has opened up his mind in you, and you have now released the sound. Peter's talking, and he's just telling a story. If you read back, he's just telling the whole story of all the history he knows about Jesus. And this is what happened. And then he says, while he was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard. Who heard the word. They heard the echo. Do you know that, that most often the word heard is the word echo in the Bible? Really? Yeah. You know that word the, word, the word heard is such a powerful word. The word echo, that sound, it's the same word that says that fame went all, all around about him. You know that word fame that talks about Jesus? That fame went all abroad abroad about him? That's that same word, sound. That's that same word, echoes. Mm. That you are making Jesus famous when you release the sound. That God filled your mouth with his fame from heaven. On that day of Pentecost, the fame of God entered into a room and bounced all around. Filled the people, and now we go about making Jesus famous.
7: (laughs) It's
3: fun. I love this this part here. It says, um, verse 46, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Someone say magnify. Magnify. The word magnify is is so fun because it starts off, the first definition is it it increases the appearance of size of anything. That they were increasing the size of God. The The second definition of the word magnify is to increase the volume of the sound. How many of you want to increase the volume of God's sound? You want to increase the volume of the sound of this, what's happening in this room. I know it looks like things are happening, but these are all based upon the sound that God is releasing in the earth. God created everything with sound. How many of you know that? The beginning, in the beginning, God said, right? He spoke. That was sound. ha he. Hava, He spoke life. Yes. That sound came out of him. It was like a wind. It was the breath of life. It was the wind and it created everything. You have that sound living inside of you. Yes. Well, that's right. You can create life everywhere you go. And every, every time you repeat that sound, you are increasing the volume. Turn up the volume. pump up the volume, pump up the volume. <laughs> can I read one more definition of, the, of this word magnified? It means to make more intense. How can you get, make God more intense? <laughs> to cause to appear greater, more important, more extreme, God wants, when Peter's talking to them and he starts speaking and the Holy Spirit says, this is my entrance, I'm gonna enter in now because you you have brought me to a place of being more extreme, higher volume in their life. Just from your words. So the Holy Spirit falls in and he starts to move on them and the Lord was magnified. Magnif- mag- magnification is, is very important. Psalms 34.3 says this, Oh, magnify the Lord. Verse 2 says it's something that we, I think we need to add in. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. Verse 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Oh, magnify. The Lord is looking to Be magnified in this generation. He's looking. The reason he released his sound, the reason he released his sound in the earth is so that we can turn up the volume. How many of you know when there's a jam going on? That's my jam. That's my jam. How many know when there's that? That's my jam. You, don't, you can't just listen to a soft sound. Because you, you can you, How many of you know you got to turn that sound up when that's my jam? Even if you can't dance. Even if, even if you have no rhythm working with you, you're like, that's my jam. And you, 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 you work that thing the best that you can work it, right? Because that's your jam. Something is happening in you when, you, when that's, that, that's moving on you and you turn up the volume. God wants us to turn up the volume on the earth. He wants us to magnify. And when we turn up the volume in someone's life, they will magnify the Lord. And they will turn up the volume in someone else's life. And then they will turn up the volume. It's still one sound, the same sound. It's just passing from one to another to another. We all become transmitters, echoes of that sound. (laughs) Turn up the volume. Isn't that beautiful? I don't know, I like to jam. I get in the car sometimes, my wife, she's like, I'm like, honey. But you get, I get in my car, and I'm like, what was I jamming to, right? It's like loud. I'm like, you guys be gigging in your cars. Right, Just, it's rolling. So Paul walks into this city called Ephesus. Paul goes into the city, and he has an assignment. Beautiful, beautiful Ephesus, mm-hmm. like Honduras. Yeah. You go and you grab a couple of people, and you work with them for a couple of years. You fill them with the word. And all of a sudden, the Bible says he starts to do unusual miracles. Yeah. Unusual miracles. I thought to myself, isn't a miracle all by itself yeah. unusual?
7: <laughs>
3: I'm like, what do you mean by unusual miracles? And the Lord starts to show me something that, that Paul had understood how the sound works, that the sound, even though silent to the natural, is loud in the spirit. Mm, and so he carried hankies and aprons on his body, and he, he would pass them out as he's walking through the streets, just, here you go, here you go, just pass them out. And people would take them, and these things would now have sound in them. Mm, you know what's really powerful? is How many of you know this is called an a a towel because that's the name we gave it. Mm -hmm. Then when we give something a name, we we, we identify it. That's for wiping up stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what Paul did? He said, oh, that's cool. That's for wiping up stuff. You know, I wish I had one of these just for wiping up sickness. Mm. And he looked at it and goes, I have the sound in me. So I'm going to rename what this is used for. And he says, instead of me just using this to wipe up spills. Don't come on now with me. I'm going to use this to wipe up evil. Come on, he became. (laughs) His crime fighting. He changed the identity of it, the use of it, when he spoke to it, when he decided it was going to be different. And no one can tell him different. As far as he was concerned, he changed the meaning of it. And God said, I'm going to work with people who think unusual, and they know how to use this sound. Yes, sir. The sound, the name, it was an apron. Apron catches mess when you're cooking, mm-hmm. right? A towel catches things when you're cleaning. He says, I'm going to go and clean up the streets. And it says that when he passed these things out, sickness was removed. Can you imagine just wiping sickness We have have no problem to think that we can take this and wipe sweat and the sweat, sweat is going to be removed. What is the separation from me having this then and wiping up sickness? My mind and my lack of understanding of how to name things. Of what sound really does. Sound sets an identity on things. Heaven has something to say about what you're going through. The reason you feel the presence of God now is because heaven has something to say about what you're dealing with. And you may not have heard the sound yet. It may not come through a word of knowledge or a prophecy yet, but if you can feel the presence, heaven has something to say. Every time he hands this handkerchief out to someone, the presence of the Lord was on it. And when they got it, they could say, heaven has something to say about what I'm going through woman in our church, we have these hankies under our our seat in the anointing oil. And she comes, she goes, she has a a cleaning, a cleaners. She goes, can I have some some of those for for my customers? I'm like, for your your cleaning business? She goes, yeah, I want to hand them out. I'm thinking, different business strategy. (laughs) I'm just your pastor. Who am I to say anything? (laughs) So we anoint, I'm like, how many you want? She wants like something like 10. We gave her like a stack of them. She comes back, she goes, I need some more. I'm like, what? She goes, I have sick people come in picking up their clothes all the time. I'm just handing them out. She's handing them out to sick people coming in. One lady came in, stage four cancer. Doctors couldn't do anything for her. She handed one to her. Weeks later, she comes back. The lady comes back to her and says, hey, by the way, that thing you gave me, that thing, I did what you said, I slept with it. And now I have no more cancer. Who says that towels can heal the sound from heaven? Who says that you can speak to someone and command uh, command depression to go off of them? The sound from heaven. What who are you? An echo from heaven? I want to echo into your life until you echo into someone else's life, until you echo in someone else's life, until you echo in someone else's life. Can you see Cordelaine being transformed by the sound? Can you see Cordelaine being moved by the sound? Can you see the glory of the Lord released by the sound? That you walk out of here saying, That was great. I saw the miracles, but I'm more excited about carrying. The sound to my home, to my city, to my workplace. I'm, I'm full. I am, the word is play I am crammed with the sound. Paul starts to work these miracles, and incredible stuff happens. And then these people, they, 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 they see them. They call them the seven sons of Sceva. They see, they see Paul and they say, we're going to now do the same thing by the one that Paul preaches. See, they, they, they heard the sound, but they didn't open up their mouth and let it in. You got to let it in. You got to let it become first, your inhale, right? I don't want you to go, I'm going to go do this because I saw him. I want you to say, I was in the moment, and when I'm in that moment, I can inhale that moment. <sighs> I have my own experience with God. And I'm going out with my own sound that I'm going to echo from the Lord. And I'm not going to do it just because Pastor Ray Dean said or because Pastor Jael said, but I have now a first encounter. They brought me into their their encounter with their sound, but I have my own encounter. It's beautiful. They go out, and I want to read this. I don't know. I, I closed my iPad already. It says they go out, and, and it says, after the sons of Sceva had their problem in the, in the spirit of the enemy jumped on them because they didn't carry the sound. They, carried, they didn't carry the, the echo. They were carrying. They were saying, I preach what they preach. I'm coming. Not in. I, I need to own this sound. And then the next thing you know, it says that these unusual miracles and all this happening caused the, the Lord Jesus to be magnified. Turn up the volume. The volume got turned up. Jesus came into the city through a little tiny upper room. The next thing you know, the sound spilled out of that upper room into the streets And it kept echoing down the streets and then into someone else's home and then someone else's home, someone else's home. And then all of a sudden, the whole city was full of the volume of God, that the name of Jesus was being sounded all throughout the city. Can you imagine what it's like when you go into the bank this week or you go into the Red Robin or wherever you go? And everywhere you go, you hear someone saying Jesus. This is the revival I'm looking for. Everywhere I go, all I hear is people talking about Jesus. Everywhere I go, someone's talking about Jesus. Jesus did this, Jesus did this, not in a negative way, but Jesus. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Can you imagine that kind of revival? That my one miracle then sets that same miracle forth in someone else's life? This is the best part of the magnification. If you follow that in Acts chapter 19, it gets to a point where the business leaders, the business leaders come together and these guys, their specialty is to make statues of Artemis. And they're so mad because the whole city is turned over to Jesus now, and they are messed up, and they're mad, and they're saying the magnificence of the temple of Artemis and the magnificence of Artemis is going to be destroyed by what? The magnification of Jesus. You want to take down a principality in an area? You want to take down religions in an area? You can yell at them if you want to, but the fact is, it's going to be when Jesus is so echoed in a region, that the principality and the spirits of the territory or the other things that used to be magnified are no longer have a voice. Okay, sorry, I I just, I just, can I just... They get so mad and they hear that this is continuing the magnification is going on that Jesus volume is louder than Artemis volume volume is louder than the Diana goddess volume her volume is here and Jesus volume is here he's taken over the city everybody can hear his sound no one can hear her sound her her temple is being laid in waste it's just being wasted cuz no one's cleaning and no one's taking care of it it's just being destroyed And her throne is being taken down. And then they try to make a sound. They yell for hours about magnifying and exalting Diana. And, And all it does is bring confusion to the city. When we exalt the Lord, it takes away confusion. Everything else trying to be loud only adds confusion. You keeping the sound alive, just telling people about the goodness of the Lord. Lifting your hands and worshiping in your house. Coming to church and singing with all your might. I'm telling you, that is filling this city with the magnified understanding of God's wisdom. And the Bible says in Ephesians, principalities and powers will learn that they can't bend you because you are busy turning up the volume. Yes. Oh, no. Pop up the volume. Amen? Are you guys with me here? Yes. So how do you do this when you get home? Oh. You guys got it. I don't need to say it. She said it. When you get home, open your mouth. That's it. Amen? Because Peter opened his mouth. Paul opened. Open this mouth. You can take some normal things. You don't have to get cloth, but you can just take some normal things and say, you know, you're no longer going to rule me. There's somebody you struggle with alcohol. You need to talk to the bottle, release the sound of God into it and say, you are no longer going to rule me. I am not. Is this too, too mystical? I am not going to be ruled by you. You are not going to be my joy. You are not going to be my hope. And you will begin to tear down that temple with your sound that comes from heaven. I am strong in the Lord. Amen? And you can change the whole molecule of that, that, that alcohol. And it won't actually, you won't have the craving for it ever again. Amen? One last story. A guy named R.W. Shambach. He would go into these hospitals and he would pray for people and they would get healed. And he started actually closing hospitals. There were so many miracles. Hospitals were being shut down because he didn't have any more patients. He would just go in there, just fix people with this sound. So they started to keep him out. He's not, he wasn't allowed to go in there and pray. You can't go in there and pray anymore. So he's talking to God, and God says, well, people like M&M's. And so he says, they do. I like M&M's, too. So he starts to put M&M's on his body while he's preaching, prays for M&M's. Then he takes these M&M's, and he doesn't go into the hospitals and pray for people. He's just going and passing out M&M's. As he's passing out M&M's, people are eating M&M's and they're coming to their right mind. They're they're getting healed. They're getting set free because there is a sound in you that supersedes everything that's going on around you. (laughs) It's superior, superior sound. It's inside of you already. I know you're wondering if it is. (laughs) It's there. All you have to do is open your mouth and let it come out. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm believing as I'm just finishing these words that the Holy Spirit's coming upon you right now, and some things are being enlightened in you, and you're saying, you know what? I need to actually, I'm going to speak to this. I felt the presence of the Lord when that was going on. I feel the presence of the Lord when that was going on. You need to know that you have the right to speak to things when the presence of the Lord comes because God has something to say about what you're going through. You, will you receive this tonight? Yes. I release the blessing of God over you. I release the sound into you. I ask Holy Spirit that you would just begin to fill your people. Play root. Cram them with your glory. Cram them with your love. Cram them with your hope. Cram them with your goodness. Fill them up with what you've been doing in this room. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, I believe
0: again, maybe souls, feel the Holy Spirit. You know, Tracy probably doesn't remember this, but the last time he was here, he had a white towel. I said, and he just used it the whole time, and I said, Tracy, can I have that towel? I still have that towel in my truck. I want you to do something. I felt like the Lord spoke to me right there. There's four or five people here that need to get right with Jesus. Would you just bow your head forward, just kind of lean forward and close your eyes for a minute. Just lean forward. Just honor that. Just honor that. You're here tonight. You heard about the sound. And some of you haven't breathed it in yourself. It's it's not personal to you. In the very beginning, God made Adam and Eve and he breathed into them the breath of life. If not, they would have just stayed a dirt bag. Without Christ, I want to let you know I was a dirt bag. But once you receive Christ, what happens? A man is born again of the Spirit. He breathes his life into you. For the first time, you understand why you exist. For the first time, you understand purpose and destiny. And I just felt like there's some tonight that either you've never met Christ or you've Walked away from Jesus Christ. And you need to breathe in for yourself the breath of God. You need to experience Jesus yourself personally. God's always wanted to have a personal relationship with you. That's why you exist. That's why you were born. He wants you to know Him. And the Bible says in John 1 that if you believe on Jesus and receive Him, He'll give you the right to be sons and daughters. If you're here today, You've been in the presence of God, you've you've heard p- prophecy, you've heard about the sound, and you're here today, and you just know in your heart, you need to get right with Jesus. We want to pray for you right now. And I need you to do one thing. Raise your hand. Just raise your hand. You're here tonight. You're saying, J.O., I know that I need to get right with Jesus. I haven't been walking with him. I've ran from him. I've ran away from him. If that's you raise your hand, I see that hand there. I see that hand there. I see that hand there. Others, God bless you. I felt like there was four or five. Go ahead. I see your hand there. God bless you. Others? God bless you, I see your hand there. God bless you, I see your hand. Anyone else? anyone else the bible says when a person comes to know jesus christ there's a sound in heaven you know what that sound is angels rejoice angels rejoice so this is what we're going to do those that raise their hand pastor don would you just stand up right here